Welcome to the Taboo Podcast, hosted by me, Lexi D'Angelo, industry rule breaker, seven-figure moneymaker, and founder and head witch of the Taboo Institute. WTF is the taboo, you ask? It's the vortex of transformation that is experienced when people claim the magic of the taboo, woo, and Y-O-U. It's a way of being that invites you to question the status quo and dismantle the outdated hierarchical paradigms and structures that have been sucking your soul, and instead, follow the signs of your turn-on and true knowing to create fulfilling and sustainable success your way, aka without ever sacrificing your purpose, passions, and priorities in the process. After all, I'm a firm believer that true transformation happens when you're able to unapologetically claim and express your fullest, most multidimensional self. It's time to ditch the norm, embrace the provocative, and reach next levels of impact and income by invoking the tableau. Welcome back to another episode of the Taboo Podcast. Everyone is gearing up by chugging their liquid of choice. <laughs> if you can't see the screen, but Joe and Vicky at the same time were just whoop, 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 their drink. And I have my sparkling water in front of me as well. So cheers to everybody who is tuning in and welcome to what is sure to be a spicy, a spicy, juicy, amazing conversation about oh such a good topic the topic is when does acting as if quote unquote become manipulation uh, <laughs> i'm freaking out with excitement over here because this came up a few weeks ago we were in a voxer chat with each other just you know riffing on things and talking about the coaching industry as a whole, and then just like certain examples and things. And Joe, you were the one who was like, yeah, like when does it become a manipulation? And when does it become like actually something that is completely out of integrity versus this beautiful, what could be a beautiful aligned manifestation practice? Um, And so there's a lot of nuance in this and a lot to explore. So. Are either one of you feeling called to kick this off and take it in a direction? Vicky is calling out Joe. We always do this when we like are like, mm, I don't know if we want to go. We're like, Joe, Joe, you go. Joe's like the default go first. So I'm calling Vicky out by saying that and myself though. <laughs> Joe, we love you. Okay. Steer us in the right direction. <laughs> I don't mind going first, especially when it's such a controversial topic. <laughs> Um, I'm happy to do it. So yeah, I think it's just an interesting conversation, right? Because like so much of the coaching industry is and revolves around acting as if, and like taboo is not excluded from that. However, I think the difference is the way that we approach it is through that lens of integrity. And I think it's really easy to come to a place where it's like, oh, well, default is just like pretend just act as if all the things are happening um and that's not that's not a bad thing inherently I don't think I think it's like really truly a possibility portal right like it helps us to expand and I think that's what it's it's initial intention was meant to be anyways it was it was meant to be an expander and to help us recognize what's beyond our comfort zone Um, but I think it's a whole other situation 
um, when, when it does become an act and this sort of uh, almost like a, a, a character of what is, what is actually going on. Um, and then we, we, we obviously enter the realm of bypassing, I think, um, to just act as if all is well and nothing, nothing challenging is happening and we're all hunky-dory 100% of the time. Um, because I, I think not only is it bypassing, but we're robbing ourselves of the opportunity to grow from the challenge. So I think that's where it really becomes problematic is, is when, when it becomes actually a shadow of things. So I kicked this off. <laughs> what a marvelous kickoff. I'm going to take the thread of pretending that everything is okay into the next domain of life or everything in the future is going to be okay and we're trying to convince ourselves of that and reciting positive affirmations and taking a positive approach to your action plan is incredible and necessary and it doesn't always have to be that way and I'm wondering when we get into that mode of acting as if acting as if the clients are going to sign up, acting as if the launch is going to be successful, acting as if my marriage is not a failure, because that's what it feels like right now. Like what if I'm just pulling examples um, out of thin air right now, or maybe I'm not. Who am I trying to convince? Like that's the question. Who am I trying to convince that everything is okay? Am I doing it for um, appearances? Am I doing it because I am in denial that things maybe are not okay? Um, am I doing it so that people see me in a certain way that the perception that I am giving of myself is going to be received in a certain way? Like, am I trying to manipulate the way that people perceive me in my life and how things are going? That's some of the things that I lie in bed at night thinking. <laughs> Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And okay. Also with the word manipulation, like manipulation is not an inherently bad thing either. We can't, we talk a lot about this in terms of NLP. Um, it can be powerful to manipulate a situation. And so it, when we're using manipulation, I guess we're using it in the very like, mm, yeah, the dimension of, this is a bad thing or it's not supportive, but I just want to be clear too, that manipulation has its nuances as well. Everything has its nuances. Nothing is inherently good or bad, right? There's so many shades of gray here. Um, but I think that it's, it's just this really weird thing that I'm sure is beyond the coaching industry. I think it's every industry. It's like, we feel like we need to put on a certain mask or an image in order for people to like us, to accept us in order to be successful, to be X, Y, Z. And I think it's become really toxic and, and disingenuine and problematic in the coaching industry, especially because people feel like if they are showing their truth and if they're sharing like their reality, then people aren't going to want to work with them or they're not going to trust them or they're not going to be seen as this, you know, industry leader or whatever it is. And so, you know, with social media, like filters, or even with like 
posing in a certain way or only showing a tiny slice of your life to and warping it to be like this like joe is saying like this character char- caricature how do you use- oh my gosh i can't even say that word um yeah like there there's something empowering with playing with archetypes and stepping into an archetype or an archetypal essence or energy and playing with it and trying it on um and tapping into various parts and pieces of yourself but then there's just this other level of like you trying to be someone that you're not or trying to portray an image that is uh completely false and also like saying things that aren't true so claiming that you've gotten certain results but behind closed doors like telling people like you know the opposite is true um or you know promoting even like a program and claiming that you're an expert in it but you're just basically copy pasting something from somebody else like there's so many different ways that this can show up but i think that there can be such like this high bar of what's expected in the industry, but it can be like so smoke and mirrors too, because there's this like weird high bar, but then behind the scenes, like it's not congruent. I don't know if I'm making sense, but that's just what I've been witnessing. And it's, it's very interesting. I want to I'm like, I want to mismatch. And then a part of that is like, Ooh, do I want to mismatch? I know the topic is when acting as if becomes manipulation. And I want to just briefly mention when acting as if is fucking magical and really powerful as well, before we go further into the conversation, because yeah, the law of attraction, the self-fulfilling prophecy, like all of these concepts and phenomenon where it says ask and it is given, or you get what you think about. Like there is definitely magic and power in thinking about positive outcomes manifesting in our lives like simply just the premise that if you feel good you're going to be perceiving things in a different way possibly from a more resourceful energetic state and then that's going to lend itself to maybe more aligned action plans or enjoying the process a little bit more on your way to the outcome which then sets up a vibrational state where you attract because you're magnetic like there is huge power in all of this and yet acting as if is not enough it's a very passive form of manifestation we teach this in the biology of manifestation certification course the self-fulfilling prophecy is legit so if you 100% expect something to happen it will so what are we expecting to have happen who are we trying to convince this conversation is not something that we have a bias for or against. This conversation is something that we wanted to open up because we're all curious about it. And I don't personally have enough opportunities where I can talk about it. What does also need to be mentioned, I think, is how we can be proactive about our efforts to act as if. So if it's not acting as if, in a manipulative, life-draining way for us and everyone else, how can we act as if and be really proactive about it? And Joe, I know you've got something to talk about with this. Well, I was just going to say, I think you're right. Contrast is important. I think that it's, it's good 
to recognize, like you said, like, who are we trying to convince, number one. Um, but also number two, coming back to those sort of universal type laws and like, yeah, you know, like it's, it's all energetics a lot of the time. Um, and, or that's where it starts foundationally anyhow. And then it's where we go from there. But I think it's really additionally, um, something to consider when, when we are finding ourselves in that avoidance of, oh no, because if I think about it, if I think about that things are not going the way I want them to, or they're going quote unquote badly, that means then that if I think about it, then it's going to continue to go that way. And I think that's where we get caught up in that, like finding that, that gray area of like, I have to, to deal with this and the reality of what it is. And I can still hold the higher vision for the future. Like, this is just my, my little, my little crossroads, my little, uh, um, point of of needing to, to pause and say, huh, okay, wait, what is this about really? Like, maybe this challenge that I'm facing actually means I need to come into alignment in a different way or do something differently. But I think that to, to avoid it because it's, it's hard or to avoid it because it's challenging or because we're afraid that if we, we like touch on that thing, that's like not 100% exactly what we want, then that means that our life is going to fall apart. Um, I just don't think a moment will make or break us in that way, right? Because we've spent so much time building up to a certain point. So, um, you know, it really is just a matter of, of coming to recognition of, I think, what are we trying to convince ourselves of specifically? Um, And why? And what is it about this thing um, that's that's like worth all of this bypassing or worth all of this focus that we're willing to just not see everything else? I'm gathering my thoughts around self-acceptance and acceptance for what is present and understanding the importance of being really present with the discomfort, not denying ourselves of that human experience. Like if we try to bypass that discomfort and just act as if, quote unquote, act as if, I'm talking about this in like the life training term of it, I don't get to be all the human that I can be. So holding the vision is one thing and accepting where we are at the pr- in the present moment and all of its challenges and stickiness um, is key for human embodiment, I believe. And this is where the always be good vibes conversation comes into play, right? Lexi, you want to play on that? Mm. Yeah, I think that this goes into this concept of you need to be able to descend to ascend as well or ascend. Um, 
there's both, right? Like we need to play in our shadows. We need to accept the parts of us that we have shamed or been blamed for or whatever it is and honor those and love up on those just as equally as we are our highest self, our, you know, future vision of who we are and who we're meant to be. Like they're both so important. And I think that it's beautiful and so important. And we, we do emphasize this a lot inside of our programs to have that vision of who is like this truest self, the version of you who is fully expressed, who is living their most authentic life, their most abundant life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And who's that version. And that's beautiful to honor that. Let's, let's move towards that and evolve towards that for sure. However, we can't bypass like the experience that we're in now, our humanness. And I think that also why this is problematic in the coaching industry as a whole is that we are just like setting ourselves up to be like not human. (laughs) Um, And I think that so many people think that they need to like be this pedestal coach leader, which is so dangerous. And anyone that I've ever put on a pedestal, they've come crashing down and it's not their fault. It's, it's me for expecting them to be like beyond human and to not make a mistake. And so I think that it's so important that we are honoring our human. We are honoring the like, quote unquote leaders that we follow in their human. And also just like, not necessarily feeling like we have to portray this certain aspirational image, because I think that your human is actually so sexy and so important. And I think that luckily there is definitely a shift, I think in the industry too, where people are like craving that realness, that rawness, that truth. Um, and so there are definitely people who are, you know, showing those sides to them. And I'm honestly more interested in like, how you respond or react to like real life situations and real life humaning than like pretending to be this like perfect thing in an untouchable box. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) I want to, can I ask you a question, Lexi? I want to ask a question. Please do. Because of the charge, there was quite a significant emotional charge with what you just landed on that last part of the sentence of being in a, box Mm. and for those who are listening and didn't necessarily see the expression on Lexi's face it was like this kind of screwed up like like not a cringe but I want to really hear your experience Mm. of maybe when you experienced putting yourself in that box and when others expected you to be in that box like yeah um it's so funny because I absolutely still do this. Like I'm not, and I'm not perfect with this by any means. And so I, I'm speaking this because I also see it in myself and also see the ways in which I do this too. Um, for example, like a program that I'm inside of, it's a very vulnerable space. And in order to really go there and get the transformation that you're seeking, like you have to reveal yourself and you have to let those masks come down. And that is so hard for me. And so last night inside of the program call, like I voiced that I have a really hard time taking off all my masks. I'll take off a few, but like, I'll still keep that like transparent one that like in the right angle, looks like you can see through and like, I'm super vulnerable and like, "Ah, this is so hard. And I'm revealing myself to you. 
but like not really. And like, I know that I'm manipulating um, how people see me in containers. And it's also why I sometimes don't get as much out of a container as I would like is because I put like uh, a wall up or I keep those masks on. And so I'm, this is a work in progress for me, like not necessarily like out in my marketing, taking the mask off, but like in behind scenes and taking it off so I can actually truly transform. Um, so that's like behind the scenes, but even, I mean, I think everyone does this too with their social media as well. It's like, I'm not sharing every aspect of my life. Like I like to show myself being human and like doing weird shit and like whatever. And I'm pushing myself more and more to even have like some more difficult conversations, taboo, taboo and woo conversations. Um, but yeah, like I struggle with this. So it annoys me that I struggle with it because I just want to remove all the masks, but it's become such a practice over the years because I've seen like what quote unquote success looks like and try to try to model that. And so now I'm unlearning and relearning and trying to strip away those, but it's still difficult. And it annoys me that it's difficult and not so easy to just get naked and show all of me. Thank you for asking. Thank you for sharing. Truly. I love this. So funny. I feel like this is, this segues nicely into our conversation about safe spaces. <laughs> um, but we won't go there right now. Um, but, but it's interesting that you say that Lexi, because it's like, I think it makes it more real, right? Because it's easy for for someone who maybe doesn't have the accolades and success and whatever, as you do to say, Oh shit. Like she's real. She's a real human. Like to be admitting this, um, because I, I think it's, it is easy to forget. It's easy to get so caught up and locked into everything we see on social media. It's almost like that's become the real world, <laughs> which is like bizarre to think about. Um, especially for those of us who lived before the internet, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's a fascinating thing to watch and to, to navigate on our own and to be able to see where we are struggling, where we do need the practice because that's what it is. It's all just a practice anyways. We're, we're walking through this life making making practice of of the challenges so that we can practice our best qualities right like that's I feel like that's really just what this all is <laughs> ultimately at the end of the day so why would you want to deny yourself like Vicky was saying earlier why would you want to deny yourself the opportunity to do that like what is that mm -hmm. What is that really, what do you gain ultimately from not fully having the human experience? And this is really just a conversation between ourselves and the universe. Like, who am I trying to convince? I'm going to reframe that for myself so that I can love my human to another degree to a deeper level maybe 
and say, actually, this is just a co-creative experience relationship between me and everything that is stardust. And that might be a neighbor, that might be my wife, whatever it is. At the end of the day, I don't need to convince anything or anyone. I simply have to be open to accepting myself and my human as I embody, as I descend, as I ascend, awaken, and have that be a conversation, a private conversation between me and the universe. Like nothing else really matters. I don't need to convince anything or anyone else that I am worthy, that I am innately worthy of having the experience being able to accept and love myself in that experience and also having hopes and dreams and believing that that's possible. And when it comes to the law of attraction and all those other laws, all the, you know, those other laws, like <laughs> at the end of the day, co-creation is what we all came here for. Like we all have our own little soul life purpose and that can be unique. But ultimately, I believe, this is just my own belief, that we incarnated so that we could create an experience to fully be human embodied. I don't know how that wraps up, but Lexi, I feel like you have a closing statement. Yeah, it's just, I think that that's like the the pure desire too. And the reason why people do do this is they want to connect, they want to co-create, they want to have that experience. And they think that this is the shortcut maybe to doing it, or it's like the easy way of doing it. And it makes me think about too, from like a more grounded, practical everyday example of people who are new in the coaching industry feeling like they need to say that they've gotten certain results or promising certain things, or even like skewing their client testimonials or whatever it is, because they feel like they need to do that in order to connect and co-create with more clients. So it's like, there can be a very pure intention and like desire to want to serve and help and all that, but it gets like twisted and wonky along the way. Um, and so I think that I know a lot of people when they start in this industry, they're wondering like, well, and how can I get clients if I've never gotten X result or Y result? but lying about those results, even if you know they're meant for you in the future. And you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean that that's the truth now. Like it can very well be your truth, but sometimes it takes time to develop that mastery and to have that experience and curate that embodied wisdom. Um, and so you are, of course, like completely short circuiting and uh, doing a disservice to your clients who are then saying yes in your containers and then being like, wait, what the fuck? Like when they get inside and maybe it's not what they thought, totally doing a disservice to them, but also to yourself because you're not allowing yourself to actually do what's required to become masterful, to truly embody that identity and expression of who you want to become. Um, so same thing again, as the experience I've had in, in group programs where like, I'm afraid to like show a side of me or have people like see like my shit. 
that's not serving me. Like I'm not able to transform in those containers when I do that. And I'm playing on the surface and no one's winning there. And so same thing for people who are like faking it until they make it and like faking (laughs) what the results are. So I think that it can be very, very difficult. And when you have a deep desire and vision, I so understand like wanting it to be there now, but as we say, there's no shortcut to mastery. Um, and the only way to mastery is through becoming a master, learning, embodying, you know, practicing, um, and really deepening into it. So that can take, you know, it it can take, who knows, like the timeline for that, it just totally depends. So it can be difficult to have that patience. I understand that. Yeah. I'm like, they're staring at me again. I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I agree. I think it's really easy to get caught up in, in the vision and the intention, but, um, yeah, recognizing overall. And I think that's the other thing too, is what is the, what is the true intention? So I think there's like little bits and pieces here and there what is the overall intention? And then how can I get there? And then when something happens in my practice that doesn't go right or the way that I want it to, what can I do instead? So I think it's, it is, it is the vision. It is the energetics and it is the action based on that. So those things are just informing what we do next. Um, and sure, absolutely. I think it's, it, you can take shortcuts. Um, but then, you know, it's, it's coming back to what you were saying, Lexi, it's, there's no shortcut to mastery, really. It's, it's an ongoing practice that I think we, it's funny, I was just talking about this in somatic sorcery, answering a, a student question, like, we are always learning, we are always really on the path to mastery. I don't think you ever reach an end. I think it's um, something that's ever evolving because we are ever evolving. And that flux of the human experience creates those infinite possibilities in order for us to do that. So why sell ourselves short? Yeah, totally. And there's also like the the other side of the coin too, where it's like, oh no, I'm not masterful enough. Like there's no way that I could put my work out into the world. Like I need another certification. I need five more years of doing X, Y, Z. Then you get another certification or 20, you spend 50 years and you're still like, ah, who am I to be doing this? And so there there's two sides of the coin there. And, um, yeah, it's really, really interesting to look at that and see how they both play out. Um, and so where is that middle ground? <laughs> and Vicky, yeah, what do you think? What do you feel? Just, I just had like this brain of, so that's also acting as if, like women, if we think that we're not enough now and we're acting as if we're not enough and we're 100% expecting to not be enough, then that's also manipulating our desires and our co-creative efforts with the universe and our 
core essential selves, like we're still manipulating it in some way. I'm trying to convince myself that I'm not enough. Fascinating. All right. I'm going to be like going off on that tangent today. She went off on a trip now. <laughs> Bye, Vicky. <laughs> going deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, there is. I mean, there's so much more to explore inside of this conversation. And we want to invite you to be a part of the conversation, too, because yeah, I'd love to hear your experience and a great place to do that would be inside of our Facebook group. So if you've been a part of our Facebook group, you know that we are um, always inviting you to share your thoughts, your feels, ask your questions, et cetera. But we also want to use it as a space to go deeper into these conversations that we're having on the podcast, because while Vicky, Joe, and I could talk to each other all day long, and we would love for you to tune in and listen to those conversations, hence why we have this podcast, we also want to invite you to be a part of the conversation and, uh, yeah, to stir your musings into our cauldron. So be sure to check out the show notes and uh, let us know what you think of this episode, of this concept, and this idea of when does acting as if become manipulation let us know maybe which side of the coin you find yourself on and when and uh, any questions that you have, anything that it's bringing up for you. We'd love to just be able to explore this in greater depth. So come hang out with us. You can also take a screenshot of yourself listening to this and tag us on Instagram at Taboo Institute and Lexi D'Angelo. And that's it. Thanks for joining us and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me as much as I enjoyed recording this for you. And it would just mean the absolute world to me if you could go ahead and hit subscribe. And also, oh my gosh, you'd be the best ever if you could leave a review saying what you love most about this show. And of course, feel free to share this with your biz besties, your mom, your dog, anyone who you think would benefit from popping their earbuds in and taking a little listen. I appreciate you so, so much. And if you want to come and hang out with me on the interwebs, do some stalking, do some creeping, then you can find me at Lexi D'Angelo on Instagram, L-E-X-I-D-A-N-G-E-L-O. And also on Facebook, you can find me facebook.com forward slash the Lexi D'Angelo. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you next time.